Welcome to another episode of Speaking of Fantasy Football with your hosts, Ian, Derek, and myself, Mike. You can find us on Instagram, Reddit, Facebook, and Twitter at SOFF Podcast. Today, we'll be reviewing this year in fantasy football. We'll be talking about some of our favorite storylines, players, trades, waiver pickups, league formats, and our favorite leagues. We hope you enjoyed this year. We hope you have a great playoff run. And without further ado, speaking of fantasy football. Okay, the main segment topic of the week is we're going to do a year in review. We're going to look back at 2019 season. Uh, we're going to look at some of our favorite things that happened, some of the favorite things uh, you know, that happened to our team, that happened in fantasy football, some of the leagues we were in, um, and just sort of you know, reminisce. And you know, just before we go into the playoffs, we're just going to take a look back. And so I guess I'll, I'll kick it off, um, you know, favorite – uh, my favorite league format um, was the probably the Pokemon League. I mean, it's it's such a cool format, you know. There's <laughs> so much involved in it, and it's it's so fun. Like every week, I got a different thing. I, I start totally different players every week, depending on who I'm pl- going up against, because you know the tight matchups and stuff. Yeah. So it's there's so much strategy, and I love Pokemon. So you know, but. It's it's a such a fun league. I'd say Guillotine would be a close second because you know Guillotine's really cool. But you know, I I feel like that's such a common one. So I figured the Pokemon League for me is definitely my favorite format I did this year. What about you guys? Yeah, uh, I feel like you're trying to steal mine. But uh, the Guillotine League was probably my favorite <laughs> new format because um, I didn't play in some fancy video game themed league <laughs> but i thought guillotine was really cool um but i but i realized today that i probably only think that because i did well in that one and i stuck around till the yeah. end because i was in two and that other one i'm it's like completely out of sight out of mind like i totally forgot about it and i was just yep. thinking if i hadn't made it this far in this one i probably would have forgotten so i don't know i might try to be in a couple of those next year just because it's fun if you do make it far but if not you're just kind of like shit out of luck yeah I thought the same thing. Like when I said that, I was thinking, I was like, man, you know, it might just be because I'm in the the final three that I, I really like it so much. Yeah, I true enough. Definitely wish I'd have made it into a gating league this year. I did not. So to my my goal was for next year. But uh, so out of the ones I'm doing, probably that war format. I think it's pretty neat. It just it's fun. It's different. It's uh, I wouldn't say it's my favorite league out of all my leagues, but it's probably my favorite format out of all of them. Just because it's something mm-hmm. that makes you think, and it's not just your standard fantasy football set your lineup and go play type thing. So I think it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Right. Definitely a couple kinks to be worked out before next year, which is you know while we're doing a dry run this year, that we started at like week six or seven or something anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, that was pretty cool, and I definitely uh, definitely like that. Uh, I I think that with the war league, I think that need that the league should do that more often. You know, it's like an interesting new idea. So instead of like jumping into it, like what I see a lot of, a lot of people do is jumping straight into it. I've got an idea. They've got a general bylaws and then, well, let's try it out. And, but you know, they put money down on it, but I think it's, it's smart what Devil did, you know, let's do a smaller version of it, get the kinks worked out, get, you know, and then do a full version next year. You know, I think that's really smart. Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was definitely, definitely a good idea. 
Um, I don't think he. I don't think he's making reference to your uh, zombie league at all, there, Ian. Uh, Derek. <laughs> yeah, that one kind of it, it. It 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 didn't take as long as I thought it would to shift from one side of the playing field to the other, as far as from zombies to you know non-infected and back and forth. So it, it that needs some tweaking over the off season. I'm about to <laughs> give that one a little thought. Yeah, for sure. But it's and a like cool I, idea. Yeah, and like I said too the other day is. It's a, I, I like the idea for the most part, but just when you're not in one of those infected matchups, it just it just sucks to be on the outside. Just not you know your your matchup doesn't mean anything. Yeah, right. Yeah, but otherwise, I I, I like it a lot. I think it's an interesting take on the zombie thing. Uh, but just or van, I think it's kind of a take on a vampire league, you know. But it's um it's it's a cool format. Thanks, appreciate that one. Yeah, sure. Gonna work with that in the off season. I'll I'll play around with that one. So. Um, let's see what other things we want to talk about tonight. Let's see favorite players from the year. So uh, you'll hear some of our favorite players in our draft in a little bit, but I think my standout favorite player, it's probably because I drafted him at the beginning of the year, hoping that he would do as good as he has. And he has, uh, is probably Josh Allen for me. Um, I, I really had high hopes for the Bills coming into the season. I really thought they were going to be decent contenders, and they've really proven to be some underdogs here the past few weeks and going into the playoffs probably. And uh, Josh Allen has has really played really well this year. He's had a, a stellar year two of his career, so it's been it's been entertaining to watch him for some of the games that I've been able to watch. And yes, that's kind of that's my pick. That's that's my yeah my reflection on my favorite player for the year. Yeah, um, I, I kind of two I want to mention real quick just because it's been so fun to watch him all season is Lamar Jackson for sure. I think everybody could kind of relate to that. He's just been oh yeah, he's just he's he's fun to watch. You know, there's just players mm-hmm. that come out come out every couple of years that are just like obviously just a different kind of talent. They just change something about the game. They just do things differently. You know, like I feel like Mahomes was that last year, and his season's been weird this year. But I think Jackson has definitely been. Fun to watch, and then uh, one of the guys that I was I'm really excited about this year, just because I feel like he kind of finally lived up to his hype, and we got to see his see him achieve his potential, and that's Derek Henry, because he's just been good one. I mean, he's just been running over people, man. I watched the highlights from the uh, the Titans Jaguars game I think <laughs> it was two weeks ago, and it was just a run heavy game. You know, two run heavy offenses with it was just a mean, gritty, like looked like you know football from. 30 years ago and he was just beating people up man he's the kind of player that just wears down a defense you know like that's not really something you see a lot of offenses do these days or really you don't even have players that because as pass catching becomes more important for running backs kind of that's that's not the body style that most running backs have nowadays but he's just a big giant dude that can run in a straight line really fast and he just hurts people <laughs> and it's fun yeah. to watch no good pick there and he's crazy too because i mean most running backs are you know sub six foot you know maybe 200 pounds just because right. they're you exactly. know their muscle but he's six three two fifty he's huge yeah, he's, a, he's a very yeah. large and he's and you know, he runs up right and everything you know it's it's not traditional a traditional running back at least in today's nfl right. and he's just tearing it up i'm i'm a big fan of henry too um and but he uh 
he kind of reminds me of like what I, what I look for. I guess I pick like a, a new favorite player, sort of like every year in a way where <laughs> um, I'll here be, it comes. Well, yeah, I mean, in a second, but it's like <laughs> in, when like when the draft happens, I, I'm really big into the draft. You know, I watch enough college football, but I'm really, really into the draft and the, yeah. and the combine and everything and, you know, uh, player comparisons and all that stuff. And like last year, I was so big into Saquon. Like I thought Saquon was so amazing and he he is. I mean, he's a really great player. Um, and I just I love the that idea of like a physical specimen type player. Yeah. And so just his, you know, Saquon just breaking the combine and, and you know he's this massive guy with all these physical attributes and he's just I would watch his highlight tape like crazy so I was huge on Saquon last year kind of hoping the Browns would draft him although I, I'm glad they didn't you know because they would have to waste a high pick on him but but then obviously this year DK is that person because, <laughs> there it is. yeah because I mean that's what it is like I saw I I swear to God I saw that picture of him in the weight room or whatever, he looked just the most ripped person I've ever seen. And I was just like, good Lord, that is – and he's a receiver. He is huge. Yeah. And because, you know, I mean, even even those muscular, ripped, whatever, um, you know, prototype receivers that you, that you want, like Julio or Josh Gordon, they still aren't as, like, stout as he is. Like, he's, like, wide and his arms are huge. It's It's – it wouldn't even make sense to be a receiver to me. And then I would watch his tape. I watch him just break off and all this stuff, you know, just, and his combine was insane. You know, he ran a four, three at his size. So I was just, I've just been a huge fan since the draft and I'm, I'm glad to see him succeed, you know, going to the, he went to about as good teams you can go to, you know, having Russell Wilson as your quarterback. So yeah. I'm a, I'm a huge, obviously. Yeah. It's a good pick. We're, we're just, we're, we just knew it was coming. Aware. Yeah. We're all aware. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I I do the same thing just with the draft in with I, I I do it with basically every position. I'm like, besides the, you know, the top guy who's my guy. You know, I didn't want you know besides Nikhil Harry or besides Josh Jacobs or you know, that's why Dawson yeah. Knox. That's why Dawson Knox is my tight end in this pool because like, you know, outside of the T.J. Hawkinson Noah Fant, it's like, I just was pretty enamored with Dawson Knox. I. You know, hope he succeeds. I liked him during the the draft stuff, and he just became a favorite over the season. You know, nice. Yeah, for sure. Continuing on, let's see uh, favorite storyline from the year. You guys have any for uh, uh, you know storylines about the NFL or fantasy or anything of that nature? Um, sure. Yeah, yeah. I can I can take that one. Um, so mine actually kind of ties in with my favorite league that I've been in this year. Um, not like format wise, but just favorite league and that's uh i've mentioned it on the podcast a couple of times it's called the gamers cup and it's a 22 team dynasty uh league with one running back two wide receivers uh tight end and it's a tight end premium league and then a super flex spot so it's a non-traditional roster um i think it's got five bench spots so it's five starting spots five bench spots uh, it's 22 teams. It's dynasty, and it's it's really fun. But like the icing on the cake is the commissioner every week would do these games, like basically just side bets, and everybody'd pick, you know, like who do you think the top five positional players are going to be uh, for wide receiver this week, and everybody'd list their five, and you got a point for just participating. Well, he ended up using those standings, like for the points everybody got for either getting picks right or for um, for 
participating to determine the draft order. Uh, so whoever had the highest got the first pick, um, which was cool. was kind of fun, and he didn't announce it beforehand, and now everybody will know for next year, but we kind of all figured it out towards the end that that's where he was going. But it's just been little things like that, like really kind of uh, quality of life things that the commissioner did to keep the league really interactive, um, like the fab bets we would do in the season. And it, it kind of really just kind of gave me like a – I want to be like a good commissioner like that, <laughs> as silly as that sounds. <laughs> just, uh, you know, it's, it wasn't really hard either. It wasn't like you put a lot of work into it. It was just like, okay, well, look, everybody that participates in this, you know, will do $5 fab buy-in. And if you get it right, you get, you know, you get all the fab. And so just like little things like that. Uh, but also just the league format, like the, the roster selection, I guess, was just really different. I got a really good draft in that, and my running back uh, was CMC. So that carried me pretty far into that uh, into that league. And then it turns out that I got um, I got the third overall pick with the uh, the pick selection, and then I also owned the guy who got first overall's first round pick. So I'm excited about next year in that league. <laughs> Jeez, no kidding. Oh, and uh, so that that brings me to my story, which was, in <laughs> fact, what I just said, that through all of that, I ended up with the first and the third overall, uh, or I think the second and the third overall pick. So that's exciting. And then I also just missed the playoffs because they started a week early. I had Tannehill in my super flex spot, and he, uh, he's been lights out the last three weeks. But this week, I could have literally started anyone else on my bench and gotten one more point, and uh, I would have won and gone damn. into the second round of the playoffs. That stinks. Yeah. yeah. That stinks. Yeah, story for me is uh, <clears throat> probably Hunter Henry. I mean, he's been injured, what, this is third year, right, guys? Third year, three? Yes. And yeah. he's been injured all three years. Hasn't played a full season, and every year everyone puts a lot of stock and capital into him and drafts him, you know, high-ish. I mean, not high, but drafts him at the higher end of the tight end pool. And uh, when the injury yeah. came again this year, everybody was like, man, this is just going to be one of those guys who just can't stay healthy and isn't going to produce. But, man, has he produced since coming back from the injury. I mean, he's been on fire. So yeah, uh, definitely. That's kind of my. I, I, I definitely a good feel good story for him. Right. As a as a player, I'm happy to see that he's actually living up to what he was supposed to live up to. Um, hopefully, he can stay healthy because, as we know, when he's healthy, he's a monster. So uh, mm-hmm. that's mine. That's what I get. My stories, I think, for me, um, I think. This is a little bit of a different opinion than a lot of people, but that one of my favorite things about the NFL is the drama. I love drama <laughs> because because I mean it's entertainment. That's the point of it. Like it's that's why I like it more than college because you know you can't have drama or a guy gets you know suspended or loses a scholarship or you know they're not allowed to celebrate. Like it's boring to me. Like I mean, sure. and because they just you know it's like ninety percent of college is a bunch of blowouts, anyways. But but I love the NFL because it's just the drama is so much fun. I don't hate like, you know, everyone hates Antonio Brown now and everyone hated Odell Beckham. <laughs> I, lo- I love that stuff. <laughs> like, like Antonio Brown this year, that was so much fun. <laughs> that, I mean, just what, what, you know, every week it's like, ooh, what's he going to do now? And, and that's sort of why, like, my favorite story, especially as a Browns fan, was the whole Miles Garrett thing. I loved it. 
because like, I don't I don't necessarily I'm not going to say that I think Miles should have hit him with a helmet. I'm not going to say I'm not going to defend that, and he definitely should be suspended. But that was some that was quality entertainment for that and for a week <laughs> a week after like everyone was still talking about it. You know, it's and you know it proved that Mason Rudolph is a he sucks. <laughs> so I mean that was I was going to say something worse, but. Um, but yeah, no, I just, I love the Miles Garrett thing. That was so much fun for me. I wish he would, he was still playing right now because the Browns might still have playoff hopes, but, but I don't know. I, I find that really interesting. Um, but then, so my favorite league, which I guess ties into that a little bit is because, you know, Twitter just was ablaze during the Miles Garrett thing. Everyone had their own take. And so it was around that time, I think, where, um, a bunch of the people, uh, a bunch of the industry people, a bunch of the fantasy football guys, um, they started a league. It was a 16-team league um, with all just just people who were on fantasy football Twitter. Um, and what they decided to do was it was a – you have 10 players on your roster, eight super flex starters. That's it. Nice. So – yeah, and, and we've talked about this in the group chat before, yeah. so it's not, like, crazy new to you guys. But, I mean, to the listeners, you know, eight, eight super flex starters, you know, just the drafting was crazy. You know, and we even instituted a couple rules like, um, you know, 0.5 points per first down. Nice. So it could be it could be anything, any week. I mean, I, I have one – one quarterback on my roster. I have Matt Ryan and I've won two of my three games, Um, you know, and, but because I've got, you know, Derrick Henry and Tyree kill and Saquon and Jarvis Landry, like it's, you know, you don't have to have eight quarterbacks to win because the guy that does have eight quarterbacks only won one game because they're not all elite starters, but you just kind of feel like, Oh, well, super effects. You got to, you got to start quarterbacks and it, I'm sure it'll work out at some points, but it's not working out as well as you might think. But that's that's my favorite league that I'm in just because it's an interesting format, but also just because these guys are all because they're all fantasy football Twitter people, they're just they're obviously really active. And we're always yeah. just having like a similar thing where you do fab bets and um just it's a really active league when I feel like it'll stay active because it's a dynasty and I feel like it'll, it'll stay this way for a while. Um, so last topic we got for you guys is our favorite trades or waiver ads from the year. Um, for me, I couldn't tell you my favorite waiver ad because I am a waiver wizard and I <laughs> live and die by the waivers. Um, so I couldn't even guess to what my favorite waiver ad is. But my favorite trade, I had my fair share of trades this year, was probably the most recent one I did in the SFL because it positioned me, I think, just over the hump there to make the playoffs, was I originally had drafted um, Zeke, Jacobs, and Gurley with my first three picks in, that, in the SFL, um, which was definitely some risk because Jacobs was an unknown and who, at that point in time, Gurley, who knew what was going on with him at that point. Um, so I finally, I moved Gurley just, I think, three weeks ago maybe and traded him for Parker and John Brown And because my wide receiver core was subpar. It was struggling big time. 
um, and it paid off in dividends and uh, got me into the playoffs and hopefully will carry me to a championship. We'll see. So probably definitely my, my favorite trade I made just because it really helped push me over the edge. Nice. Right on. Um, my favorite, <clears throat> my favorite trade that I have done, I actually am not super sure if it was in the off season or at the beginning of the season. I think it was at the beginning of the season, but um, it was actually in um, a league that we're all three in together in uh, Rampage. Oh. Dynasty on Rampage. Um, it's a, is that a 10 team or a 12 team? 12. Uh, it's a 12 team super flex dynasty league. And uh, I think it was actually last season, but I traded uh, Melvin Gordon for uh, Christian McCaffrey and a first. <laughs> so that what? feels like, that feels like, it feels real good this season. Um, and then, I also had a trade in, in that same league where I traded Hopkins. I can't remember all the pieces that were in it, but the main pieces where I traded Hopkins for um, Keenan Allen and I think Chris Carson. Um, nice. And that was that was also – that was nice. My waiver pickup – actually, I would have probably said my waiver pickup was Devontae Parker because he's been – I think – I think he's going to win people leagues. You know, there's always players that are on every roster, every winning roster. That's like a guy that wasn't good at the beginning of the season or that nobody saw coming. I think he's going to be on a lot of winning rosters because it'll be strong teams that just pick them up. You know, they were already strong teams and they picked him up and he's the dolphins in general have a great schedule to end the year. So Devontae Parker will probably be my favorite waiver pickup, even though he was in your trade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Definitely. My favorite trade, um, I'm in a home league. There's a, a guy I used to work with. Uh, he's from Florida. He and a bunch of his friends invited me to a league because I commissioned one uh, with them like a year ago, and we kind of stayed cool. Um, so I don't really know them super well, but it's kind of fun uh, being in a chat with them, even though I've only ever met them in person once. And there's, they're the types that really like to, if they see – a trade is lopsided they roast the guy who who they think got fleeced and so my favorite because of that is and because they they called me out for being fleeced was I traded I traded away Alvin Kamara Ronald Jones and Will Fuller for um Aaron Aaron Jones DJ Chark and Cortland Sutton um and yeah I feel like I definitely got the better end of that one um Cause and that was the week before Aaron Jones like fifty point game against whoever, um, so it felt really good at the time. I mean, obviously it was scary to get rid of Kamara like that, but he's been fairly underwhelming, I guess you could say. You know, he's more like high RB two points wise over, throughout the season, but um, I just you know they gave me so much hell for that because you know they were they're really big on name value. You know, um, they saw Kamara leaving and they saw Will Fuller leaving, but they weren't really big on Cortland Sutton and DJ Chark. And they've been pretty good this season. I mean, I think we're all aware of that by now. Yeah. But, um, so I felt, feel really good about that looking back. Um, and in that same league, my favorite waiver ad was, and I don't know what this guy was thinking, but this was like week six. Um, I I had Mark Andrews in that league anyways, but, um, I saw I went back through the transactions and somebody dropped Darren Waller. What? 
Yeah, he dropped Darren Waller to pick up Jack Doyle. Nice. And I have no idea why. And it was just before the the um, the Raiders uh, bye week. And I mean, he, he did something. No, well, he didn't even drop him for the bye week. He dropped him the week before the bye week. Um, so it was crazy. So he started just so Waller accrued points on the waiver wire. But then the next week, the the reason I I got him was because um, most likely is that. Going into that week of waiver ads, he was on a buy, so he wouldn't show up as a top ad because he wasn't any yeah. projected any points. Uh, people didn't go and, searching down further the list. Right, so I saw that transaction and I searched for him and I put it. And I was the only one to put a claim in on him. Nice. So I've been running with Andrews and Waller in that same league where I've got you know Jones, Chark, and Sutton. Um, so I mean I've been. Pretty stoked on, that. and I have DJ Moore and Kenny Galladay. Um, so I mean, I'm I'm not as I'm in the playoffs now. I mean, it's you know playoffs start this week. I'm not as you know high up in the seating as I feel like I should be just with a roster like that. But I mean, I'm hey, I'm in the playoffs. So I mean, hopefully you know things pan out. Yeah, yeah, definitely awesome. All right. Well, I hope. Uh... Hope you guys enjoyed our, our listeners enjoyed our banter back and forth. Listen to us just kind of chat about some of our favorite aspects of this past year. And um, stay tuned. We're going to move into our live draft based off of our favorite players for the year. Thanksgiving three and out was fun and very close at the top. Remember, we drafted only players who played on Thanksgiving. Um, and it was really close between Mike and I. Uh, I had 75.8. He had 74.9. So I beat him only by less than a point. And he obviously would have beat me had Julio played. That was a starting wide receiver. You know, just one catch from him uh, since it's PPR would have got him the win. So he's been screwed by injuries a couple times this season. That sucks, but it is what it is. And Derek came in third with 51 points. Um, but, yeah, so... It was uh, it was a fun week. I hope everyone had a fun Thanksgiving watching football with their families and everything. And uh, I hope everyone, you know, where it mattered, got Julio out of their lineups. I know I didn't in one place, so hope nobody got screwed out of the playoffs because of it. But yeah, so uh, we're gonna move on to this week's three and out. All right, week 14, three and out draft. We are drafting our favorite players from this season, whether that's guys we've owned on our fantasy teams or just favorite players in general. We each pick two guys from each position to have a fairly deep pool, and since they're our favorites, they're going to be some pretty big studs in here. Um, so it's not going to be as limited as other weeks. So we're going to go ahead and get it started with Mike on the clock first. Yeah, yeah. Uh... It's tough for uh, different reasons. This week, there's not really a standout, you know, uh, one guy that's obviously just the best pick or one position that's less uh, favorable than others. There's a lot of good matchups this week. So I think think I'm going to start with – I'm going to steal somebody else's favorite, and I'm going to grab – Christian McCaffrey. Surprise, surprise. They're playing Atlanta, and uh, he's going to do good things, I'm assuming. 
Not sure why I was hoping he would fall to me with the third pick. <laughs> yeah. There, I mean, he was not going to get past me, let me assure you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I was really hoping just in the back of my head, maybe he'll pass on him, but why would you? Um, I'm going to go with a running back also. And I'm not going to lie. I don't care how confident Dalvin Cook is. It's kind of scary to me. Um, oh, yeah. So I'm going to go running back. I'm going to move on from him, and I'm going to go with Derrick Henry. Good pick. Oh, all right. He's got a great matchup too. Yeah, Oakland, yeah. Interesting. So you guys have left me with an interesting choice in here. (laughs) Normally, as Ian likes to point out, he can wait on his, like if, you know, two, two positions are gone, you can wait on the other one. But because our pool is so good this week, and we have the flex spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what to do here. Um, I think I've just got to go first with the crazy hot hand. And even though Lamar Jackson's got a little bit of a tougher matchup in Buffalo this week, I've got since, since CMC are gone and Derrick Henry, those are two I was eyeballing for my first two picks. Got to take Lamar Jackson. Yeah, respect that. I, I considered him. Me too. And then... Uh, man. I'm honestly probably... There's one standout wide receiver on our list, so it's either take him... Or wait, because I'm honestly okay with any of the wide receivers on the list filling out my team and lock down yep. my running back. But I don't think you guys are going to be pivoting to a flex quite yet, hopefully. Uh, but then again, you never know. Actually, given the fact that who's left. Mm, man, that's a tough one, actually. I think I am going to go ahead and get get a running back just in case you guys want to get sneaky. <laughs> and because I really don't want to get stuck with Carson or Cook because they seem to have been trending down a little bit. Ah, no, no, nope. I, I take it back. <laughs> I take it back. Pulling <laughs> well, on me. One. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to go grab Michael Thomas. You know, oh, there you go. You're definitely pulling to me. Yeah. Yeah, so I was looking through all these matchups during uh, Derek's novelization of the draft. <laughs> um, and uh, I saw Michael Thomas. I'd forgotten who exactly was on here. I saw him, and I was like, oh, easy choice, right? But then they're playing San Francisco. And that's, I need to look at the matchup. <laughs> yeah, and that's just so I hard. Mean, he's he's going to get his. I mean, he is, and it's and it's also in New Orleans. So, I mean, I can't. You know, Drew Brees at home with Michael Thomas. I mean, he's going to get his. It's just scary. Because, um, you know, Richard Sherman is just, you know, it's Richard Sherman. Um, sure. So I'm looking at these. I've been looking at all these, and it's, it is tough. I mean, these are good players, but some of them are questionable matchups. Like the best players might have the most questionable matchups. Um, you can't go wrong with DK Metcalf. 
jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, oh, and there's one guy who's eyeballing, but I don't know if you guys are even going to take him. I think I'm going to jump in and grab my tight end now. Uh, that was mm. I really was thinking about going to. Just because there's two top choices. You know, the well, there's I guess there's three. I don't know. Actually, yeah. <laughs> God, this sucks. <laughs> too many uh, choices. <laughs> yeah. Right. God, let me look at this freaking matchup. That's... Okay. I am going to go wide receiver, actually. And that is going to be Devontae Parker. Uh, mm, good pick. I thought he would have okay. my flex. They're, play, they're playing the Jets. I thought about waiting because I wasn't sure if you'd take him, but he's he they're playing awesome. the Jets, and he's he's been really, really good this season. So, Yeah, that's definitely a good pick. Um, Okie dokie. So that brings it around to me. I have currently a running back, so I have – Wide receiver, flex, quarterback, tight end, all the positions. So I am thinking that I will start off with grabbing a wide receiver. Um, and looking at all the matchups, they're not as juicy as a lot of the running back matchups uh, have been. But I think I am going to go ahead and grab one of the guys who's been extremely consistent this year. Um, I might just grab two wide receivers right here. I think I'm going to take Cortland Sutton. And then I got a good feeling about Minshew coming back. So I think I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to grab Chark oh. as well. Nice. I thought about both of them. Well, I mean, obviously, I thought about all of the receivers. But um, but I, I really heavily thought about Cortland Sutton. That Texans matchup shouldn't be too terribly difficult. No, he's just been the definition of, like, a quarterback's best friend, you know, like he's just been, he'll catch what you throw to him no matter who his quarterback is. Right. He's had three, what, three quarterbacks or four? I believe, yeah, well, three? Fla- I don't know. Flacco, Allen, and Locke, and he's put up numbers with all of them, so. Yep. Um. Shoot. I feel pretty confident about waiting for my quarterback till the very end because they're all good. Tight end, I think there are three solid options where I could be good enough to wait till second class. I'm gonna go with my flex now, but Ugh. it's tough. I think I'm gonna go with Kenny Galladay. Good pick, good pick. I, th- I thought about going against what I said earlier. and I thought, wrong with you? Yeah, I thought about going Dalvin Cook earlier, you know, just now against my better judgment, you know, like against what I said earlier. But Kenny Galladay has been pretty good. So I just got a text from DK Metcalf, and he's very offended. I, I'm upset. I didn't. Well, then it, he's actually – he's more hurt than offended, he says. <laughs> well. Great. I Also, I just noticed that they're playing Minnesota, and Kenny Galladay's uh, – 
first outing against Minnesota, he got 3.1 fantasy points. So <laughs> maybe maybe he'd change. Maybe this whole, um, you know, whoever their quarterback is this week, is it still Blau? What's wow. Blau? Is it still, <laughs> wow. If it's still him, then maybe he'll do better. I don't know. Maybe. Crazy. All right. Um, so, well, I'm thankful for that because you left me my pick of tight end, and I'm going to go with my boy who I have in a lot of leagues, one of the ones I added to the list. And no, it's not Jason Witten, even though I do have <laughs> leagues, and that was my add to the list, <laughs> is Hunter Henry. All right. Going to lock that down first. And then, well, seeing as you two both have wide receivers, DK's there if I want him. So I got to pick between Singletary who is at home against the Ravens defense. Jacobs, whose matchup is also not wonderful, if I remember right. Uh, Where is it? Oh, they're playing Detroit, right? Maybe. The Raiders are playing. No, 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 Titans. Titans. Yeah, Titans. Right, 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 right. That seems safe enough. I know Titans defense is not half bad. But I don't trust Cook with his susceptible shoulder injury from this past week. Singletary could be a good play, but Baltimore's defense is nothing to laugh at. And Chris Carson and the Penny saga over there in Seattle, don't know if I want to rely on that for my RB1. So Josh Jacobs it is. I don't know how often you guys are on Twitter, but did you happen to see uh, Matthew Barry's tweets during the game last night? <laughs> no, I didn't see them. <laughs> it was so funny. I mean, I can't stand him. I follow him just for, you know, yeah, fantasy <laughs> and just, just because. But it was like the first, you know, everyone was freaking out about Rashad Penny. And he said, you know, Rashad Penny's a good back in his own right, but don't, you know, don't overthink it. Chris Carson's clearly the guy. And then Penny got the first touchdown. He goes, he goes, clearly Carson's the guy to own, no, no matter what you penny truthers have to say. <laughs> and then he got the second touchdown. He goes, clearly Carson and Penny have carved out themselves a role each, and, and they are both respectable starting options. Like, bro, quit backtracking. Like, it's after every single time Penny did something, He, it was just it was rough, and everyone was calling him out for it. But anyways, moving on from that, um, I just I keep eyeing Austin Hooper. It scares me because like I don't know if he's mm-hmm. actually going to play this week. I mean, I don't He says he's supposed to practice or he practiced Monday, right? Yeah. And that's that's big. And he could be coming back. He's been out for 4 weeks or 3 weeks and he's been so good. He'll be rested. Yeah, I mean the other options, obviously, are Darren Waller and Mark Andrews, which Darren Waller I'm pretty high on. Obviously, he's the number two tight end in PPR. Um, Andrews has a bit of a tougher matchup. Right. Yeah, He's. I mean, the, the Bills in Buffalo is tough, and 
he'll again he'll probably get his in, in a way cuz i mean he i think he is the top target for lamar but i think i'm just going to go with the safest in my mind probably just Darren Waller against the Titans yeah i was hoping you'd take cooper so i wouldn't have to make the same decision <laughs> uh, but uh that being said it's time for me to finish off my selections here um so first i will go with man i have i have so my process here is i i want to pick my quarterback here and i thought i had it nailed down josh allen's playing the ravens this week so i don't really want to do that because they've been playing good defense kyler murray just had a, a pretty bad game and now they're playing the steelers but he's always got a chance to be good. I mean, even in a bad game for him, you know, he was, he was decent still. Um, I think the one that I like the matchup the most for is Kirk Cousins and he's been playing pretty well. And if he gets, if Cook is, you know, in this week and then if Thielen comes back, he'll be, he'll be set up pretty nicely. But, you know, I don't know if I want to trust those injured guys. So I think I'm going to go for baseline here with my quarterback since that's generally what, uh, you know, what I'm looking for in a quarterback is, is I don't always draft the top guys who will win you your, win you your week, but I, I like the guy that's not going to lose me in my week either. Uh, so I think I'm going to go with Russell Wilson because he has been all right outside of a game or two. He has been, I mean, most of his career, you know, just consistent. And I think he has more upside. I think I'd compare him to Kyler Murray in that I think they're both safe, but I think Russell Wilson probably has better upside. Um just because he's on a better team. Uh, So then with my tight end pick, I really want to take the gamble on Hooper, but I don't feel like it's worth it when I think Mark Andrews could do almost as well, has almost as much upside. Uh, So I'm going to grab Mark Andrews. Smart pick. Um. So you pretty much said most of the things I was thinking about the quarterbacks, honestly, because um, that's who all, all I have left is my quarterback. Kyler Murray's been playing really great. You know, he's the number seven quarterback. But Pittsburgh's tough, like you said. Um, and like you said, Kirk Cousins really stood out to me as the top pick. And I'm really considering him um, because his highest output of the season was 29 points against Detroit, and that's who he's playing this week at home. Yeah. Um, and, God, if Thielen can be back, I mean, that could be really big. I don't know if he will be, but um, – because, I mean, they say he's probable until freaking Sunday at noon. Right. And then he just doesn't play for some reason. He hasn't played in, what, four weeks? It's annoying. Yeah. Um, But still, he even had a decent game last night even without – that and he's only thrown four interceptions all season. But you know what? This is a draft of our favorite players, and since I didn't pick DK, I'm picking Baker. All right, there you go. Be- because oh. Baker's got Cincinnati, and that's it. It's going to be a good matchup. His hand will be fine, and he's going to whoop them. Interesting. All right. Yeah, I liked Baker. I just didn't. I just didn't want to take that injury risk. Yeah. All right, so I get to bring us home for my flex, and I really have absolutely no idea who I want to pick here. 
my choices are uh, running back Singletary, Carson, or Cook. My wide receiver choice is DK Metcalf, or I could completely pivot and take the risk on Hooper and plug him in as my flex and hope that he plays, which is kind of the direction I'm leaning, but I don't know if I want to take that risk. But I don't love anyone else on the list either because Singletary is going to have a hard matchup against the Ravens, and I'd Cook's injury scares me, so I definitely am eliminating him. So it'd probably be between Singletary, Carson, or DK Metcalf. Uh, is Seattle traveling or are they home? That might answer my question. They're at the Rams. Mm, that's not that far of a travel, though. No. If I may, sure. you, al- you already have the number two best receiver in the league. You might as well take the number one also. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, if I were to offer any real advice, I would say <laughs> that Carson uh, didn't fumble for the first time in four games last night and yeah. came back from what looked like he, he was going to be out for injury. And he had a really good game last night. And they are – I mean, they, they were obviously want to run the ball. I think the whole Rashad Penny thing is a little bit overblown because they just run the ball a ton. And I think, I think Penny – I think that they don't get – they get to – what are they, 10 and 2, the Seahawks? I don't think mm-hmm. they get to 10 and 2, giving Chris Carson the ball all season. And then they're like, oh, let's switch it up and see what happens in the stretch run, you know? That's true. So yeah. I, I think that uh, Chris Carson's probably one of the safer guys. But, uh, and I really like him. He's one of my ads. So, yeah. Also, though, Derek, I mean, I don't know how questionable you feel it is, but Dalvin Cook is still available. I mean, you could, the, the shoulder might scare you, but I mean, it is still, I mean, I, I, had a, pick. I had a really hard time not taking Dalvin Cook as my flex. Yeah. So I hope that we've thoroughly put doubt in your mind. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have not helped drive that in any direction or the other. However, though, Dalvin Cook would be the humongous upside pick here. So – Yes. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He did it. Dalvin Cook it is. <laughs> and <All right>. the end. <laughs> Why do we have an extra round on here? Uh, because I forgot to put tight end on the draft board, so I had to go add it in the middle of the draft. And when I did, it just added another pick spot. So just ignore it. <laughs> I, think you, I think you added that spot so you could draft Jason Witten, you sneaky guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, okay. All right. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> yeah. You know, hey, let's do. You know what? Let's do two flex this week. Let's get crazy. Let's do it. Whoa, we we got Whoa. an extra round. Well, I was not prepared. <laughs> I know that, it's fun. Let's have fun with it. Sure, let's do it. There's you don't have to take Jason Witten, Derek. <laughs> I well, I mean, there could be value there. It's the matchup this week. Mm-hmm. No. Sure, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, take Jason Witten. No, I'm not doing that. Uh-oh. <laughs> so on that note, I'm gonna take DK Metcalf. Oh, dang! Derek! Whoa, (laughs) dude! That was the whole reason that Ian suggested that. Yeah, it is! What? Oh, that is amazing. I'm really proud of you, Derek. Bro, I thought for sure I was going to get DK with that. So you want to go with your other pick here, Ian, and just take Dawson Knox? 
Oh, Jesus. What am I, crazy? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to change it up again. It's going to be super flex. So I'm going to pick. No, wait a minute. <laughs> so I'm going to give you these powers. Hey, there's nothing at stake here, all right? This is all for fun. I'm picking Kirk Cousins, and there's nothing you can do about it. No, wow. I'm kidding. I won't do that. Wow, That's what a guy. Cool. That's not cool. If we're doing that, then you can have DK Metcalf <laughs> and I'll take Josh Allen. <laughs> uh, fine. I'll take Chris Carson, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I figured the the, the snipe train was going to keep rolling. <laughs> then you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to roll the dice and I'm going to grab Austin Hooper. That, All right. I would too if I was in your spot. <laughs> I like it. That was... Why don't we just shift all the picks one to the left, and then everybody will be happy. I mean, we still have three quarterbacks on the list. Why don't we just draft every single player that we put into this pool? Let's do it. All right, hang on. Let's, and let's do, uh, let's do super flex. Let's get crazy. Oh, oh goodness. This I mean, may be removed at a later date and added to the bonus content podcast. No, I'm good. No, let's, I love <laughs> this. Going to just update our draft settings really quick. Hold tight. This is quality entertainment. Adding the super flex right now. Oof. Well, sweet. Saving that. That just stinks. I'm going to get left with, with that decision. No, there's all. Added honestly, all, all three of the quarterbacks that are left are good. Yeah. But I'm taking Cousins. That's all right. Hang on. I got a. I already got my Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson, so I want Cousins. I will. Uh... What the? That is very loud. Yeah, your hot pocket's ready, Derek. <laughs> Derek computer. <laughs> All right, Mike, you're ready. You're up. Mm-hmm, I'm done. <laughs> and I'm getting Kyler Murray. <laughs> you left me Josh Allen anyway. All right, thanks, guys. Yeah. Well, so are we going to do that crazy and draft all the players and you do that one last round? Absolutely. All right. I'm still recording. So I got Keeping this. Dawson Knox. No, hey, you draft not- complete. How you broke it. Oh, wait. You can still add one, right? Probably. Is there enough left? Or we could just say it out loud. Hang on. There's Singletary, Dawson Knox, and Jason Witten. Oh. All right. Derek, just take Jason Witten. You know you Got want it. to. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, we, we my theory is always play to win. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know where this is going. As I'm sitting here adding another flex spot. And I would say just add, just give me Dawson Knox now, but I'm actually not sure that Ian would take Jason Witten over Dawson Knox. (laughs) I sure as hell would not. No. (laughs) So I get the old man. Great. Fantastic. (laughs) All right. You you got Kirk Cousins, all right? I'm going to take single. I I technically did this to myself because I wanted to take Waller as one of my two picks, so... I made Derek take Jason Witten and put him in here. <laughs> All right. All right. I knew I should have got him to take Kittle. Ian, uh, I'm assuming you're taking Knox. Um, so Knox versus the Ravens or Witten versus the Bears. Ooh, versus the Bears in Chicago. My God. <laughs> As, like, I didn't want him anyways, but now. Um, yeah, I'll take Knox. Um it's not letting me. Oh, there you go. Oh, you picked it for me. Yeah. Because it ended. I got to do it real quick. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, and I get Witten, and I hope he gets like eight touchdowns, and you all cry. I will. <laughs> I will literally probably do that. Because well, that's Are not- you going to wear your Witten jersey and root for my team? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> all right. So let's 
<laughs> whatever insanity just occurred. Um, so we have yeah. rules set up, and then we now have two flex spots. No, wait, three flex spots total, and a super flex that we threw in. I think. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mike, take we have eight roster positions. Yeah, and I'll read them off. Um, and for the sake of, I don't know, easier to understand, I'll I'll lift them. I'll list them in a uh, in positional order. So I've got Russell Wilson and Kirk Cousins. I've got Christian McCaffrey as my running back. I've got Cortland Sutton and DJ Chark as my wide receivers, and then I got a triple stack of tight ends like everyone was hoping for. <laughs> and Mark Andrews, Austin Hooper, and Jason Witten. Awesome. Man. So you got tough matchup tight end, probably injured tight end, and old man tight end. Don't knock the old uh, man. Who also <laughs> has a tough matchup, and you never know, could be injured at any moment because he's old. That is true. I'm jealous. He, he's all three. <laughs> all right. Well, I have – uh, see, at the second spot, I have the much better team of Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray, uh, Derrick Henry and Chris Carson, Devontae Parker and Kenny, Do- Kenny Galladay, and Darren Waller and Dawson Knox. All right, and I think I have the best team out of everybody. <laughs> last spot, my, uh, I've got uh, Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. My running backs are Josh Jacobs, Dalvin Cook, and Devin Singletary. My wide receivers are Michael Thomas and the DK Metcalf. And my lone tight end is Hunter Henry. Yeah, that's a solid team. That's definitely the best team. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if it – I think Devin Singletary really just was the nail in the coffin to both of us. (laughs) Because of those three left and we got Dawson Knox and Jason Witten and you got a starting running back. I mean, that's just not fair. I would have picked Witten over Knox, but it's just me probably. (laughs) Well, yeah, that is just you. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate that. We'll we'll see how this goes. Yeah. So I'm going to put this on Twitter. I'm going to try to. Usually I list out every team with a poll because um, I can't put a poll and a picture for some reason. So I'm going to have to list this in some way I can without going over the character limit. But <laughs> um, we'll see what happens. And uh, so, like I said, our Twitter is at SOFF Podcast. Uh, we'll share, you know, this kind of stuff to Instagram and Facebook and everything. And you guys can vote on it and come back next week and see what kind of crazy stuff happened. All right, everybody, we're going to move into our pains and gains segment tonight. And um, not too many this week, thankfully, finally. I think we've been saying that like every week, but uh, we finally don't have a lot. Um, so some big ones. Um uh, Delvin Cook uh, left the game uh, with a shoulder injury He's, and didn't return. He states that it was uh, just so he could save himself for the, over the course of the next four games. Um, so it's looking like he'll play this week. Not too much, uh, at least I didn't see any specific information on the actual injury itself, but that was all I, I, all I could turn up today. Um, probably one of the bigger hits, actually two of them on here, was uh, – just due to the fact that the tight end world is kind of limited right now. Uh, Hawkinson went to the uh, IR with an ankle injury. That's kind of a big blow to people who were scrounging by with a tight end this year. And then um, 
Another big one, which we haven't really had up much this season, but T.Y. Hilton news was not great. Uh, kind of cryptic, actually. It said that he's hopeful to return at some point this season. So to me, that doesn't sound like it's going to be this week uh, or possibly even next week. So we'll uh, keep an eye on that one. We'll see what happens. A um, couple other small mentions is uh, Dante Pettis is likely out again this week with his knee injury. Uh, Baker injured his hand last week, but he says he's going to be fine. But that could still limit him a little bit. So that could be a boost for the run game there over with Cleveland and the Browns. So keep an eye on that one. Um, Taylor Gabriel's and concussion protocol was kind of a big one because he was really trending up there the past few weeks. And then um, with the mention of T.Y. Hilton being out, uh, Chester Rogers is now going to be out for the rest of the season with a fractured knee. So uh, definitely maybe some uh, more target shares for Zach Pascal out there. Um, and then, uh, oh, the other big one I just saw a little while ago was uh, head coach for uh, – the Panthers. The Panthers, yeah. Ron Rivera. Riverboat Ron. That was crazy. Didn't see that coming at all. <laughs> Did not see that coming at all. But anyway, that's what I captured for the uh, the pains for the week. You guys got any thoughts on that or did I miss anything? Yeah, no. Um, I guess just to speak to the Panthers, I mean, it, it did seem like there was, you know, some some issues with the organization. But uh, I, I guess I was not expecting that to be the move that they made. I thought maybe they'd, you know, move on from Newton, from Cam this offseason. And, you know, maybe they'd have some staff shake up. But I, I really didn't expect it to be uh, Ron Rivera. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, not that this is how the NFL works, but there are a lot of coaches I would have expected to be fired before him. And that doesn't, you know, that doesn't do anything to their team if another coach <laughs> is still has a job. But. It just was surprising that he was the coach that got fired. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think something about coaching, like when coaches get fired, sometimes it's it's for obvious reasons, you know, like, uh, you know, a lot, of, especially like like one year wonder coaches, you know, I guess not wonders, but you know, just one year head coaches where it's like clearly you're not going to be our, the answer. Um, uh, you know, the Browns have those a lot. You know, one one year head coaches, the Cardinals have had those recently, um, but. Um, the thing that I find weird is just that, um, a lot of times coaches can have decent records and not that the Panthers were great, but like there are, there are coaches that get fired specifically for not making the playoffs. And I think that's a little bit, that's harsh to me. Like there have been, there have been coaches like Lovey Smith. I always think back to this when this was like. God, maybe five, five, five years ago or more, he was coaching the Bears, and they went ten and six, but missed the playoffs barely. You know, because of you know, I guess like head to head against the Packers, and then like a wild card miss. But it's like they yeah. they they had ten wins, and they fired him. It's right. like it, it blew my mind, and you know, I just sometimes there are these coaches that clearly they can bounce back. I mean, Kyle Allen probably isn't going to be the long-term answer you know give ron rivera's had what been coach of the year twice brought him to right. the super bowl a couple of years ago like I, it just crazy me i think he'll have a coaching job obviously very soon but just depends on who gets cut next you know like freddie kitchens or i was about uh, to say what if he goes to the browns ian how you feel about that 
I mean, I'd be fine with it. I'm curious if they'll go that route just because, I mean, Bruce Arians expressed a lot of interest last se- offseason. They didn't even bring him in. So, I mean, I don't know exactly what they're looking for, but I, yeah. I, w- I would like it personally because, I mean, I think Freddie Kitchens is gone after this season, but you never know. I'll take him on the Cowboys too. Oh, yeah. Did- I wasn't going to name names, but I was surprised before he was fired before Garrett. Yeah. yeah. Did did you see what Jerry Jones said about Jason Garrett today? If it came out today, no, I didn't see it. I think I'm pretty sure it was today. The quote was something along the lines of, in my opinion, Jason Garrett will be coaching in the league this time next year. And it's like, in my opinion, and it's like, you're the one in charge of that. So right. it pretty it sounds very much like he's he's headed out the door. I mean, which I think he should be after because that team is way too talented to be playing the way they have been. Absolutely. For sure. I mean, I'm not, I mean, I got nothing against Jason Garrett, but it's time to move on and try something different. They, the Cowboys have the right pieces minus maybe a few here and there, like their defensive backs. I still think need improvement. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Beyond that, they've got the, the right players to make a deep run for the next unforeseeable future. And it's just yeah. not happening. I, I think it's, um, He's almost like this the, this year's like Mike McCarthy, you know, where it's like yeah. you, can, you can only give a guy so long before his stale offense, his stale coaching just is has gone too far because, you know, the Packers, you know, with Rodgers and everything, yeah, they won a Super Bowl. And, I mean, but then again, Jason Garrett, has, has he even won a playoff game? I mean, but – One. I one, yeah. But, so, but it's like – at this point, it's been so long. Like you've got to cut ties. I mean, he's not the answer. Yeah, I agree. Well, and what's up with NFL seeding? Because like the Cowboys are ranked higher than, are seeded higher than the Niners. <laughs> just because yeah. at eight and eight. Yeah, just because they have they, they their division. You know, they won their division. Right, their division champs. I think they should make the playoffs, but I don't think they should be seeded that way. You know what I mean? Like I, I think it shouldn't be. Yeah, I, I don't know. This no. is weird. I kind of agree with that, yeah. Yeah. There was a time, I, I'm sure you're familiar with this, Mike. This was like three years mm-hmm. ago where the, um, <laughs> yeah, there every team in the NFC South until the last game of the season was below 500. And yep. Panthers ended up winning their last game going 8-8. Eight and eight. And it's like, it, I mean, I don't want to say the entire system screwed, but when a team going 8-8, eight and eight, like almost – I mean, imagine, like, if they had not won, a team could have been in the playoffs and not even breaking 500. Yeah. Right. That would have been insane. Very well right. happen again this year. Yeah. I mean, if the Cowboys or the Eagles don't pick it up. Yeah. It's going to be – it'll be interesting. That's for sure. But, um, yeah, so that's what I captured. And good comments, guys, on the pains. Um, Gains, not really a lot this week. Uh I guess you could uh, – I guess Brita is trending up in the right direction I saw from the practice reports. Not sure if he's going to play yet this week. I guess the bigger two names, at least fantasy-wise, heading into the Bibbrae's playoffs is we might have uh, Hooper and Julio back this week. So that's definitely yep. some big news there. And then the only one other one that I could stumble across was uh, supposed to be having John Ross back from IR. But uh, if you still had John Ross on your team and you think he's going to take you to the ship, then – Good luck to you. That's all I got to say on that one. <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, that's all I, I did. I didn't really pick up anything else this week so far. Yeah, I did see an interesting tweet earlier about the fact that John Ross was coming back, um, but that John Ross has more uh, receiving touchdowns on the year than Mike Williams. Uh, I'm trying to find the exact Tyler Boyd, Robert Woods, and Mike Williams combined. Wow. <laughs> no, he's the same number. Same number of receiving touchdowns as Tyler Boyd, Robert Woods, and Mike Williams combined. <laughs> Which I, I, I saw that tweet too, and I understand the point. I just hate that because it's like Mike Williams and Robert Woods have zero. Like you could add any, right. any player with zero to yeah. that and make it sound right. like a big deal. Like right. I mean, it is more of a it's more of a commentary on those players than it is on John Ross, right? And that's like I, their seasons, which it is crazy that Mike Williams and Robert Woods have no touchdowns, obviously. But yeah, because Mike Williams was touted as the touchdown guy, you know, like oh he's going to be the touchdown guy in that offense, or and he was last season. But I guess Hunter Henry coming back, and I don't know, just didn't work out that way. Philip Rivers getting old. Yeah. Yeah. Right, He's yeah, gone. The, the rumor floating up last weekend the Rivers possibly being mm-hmm. benched for Tyrod Taylor. Crazy. I would take Tyrod at this point. Yeah, I would too. I'd see what they had in Stick, in Easton Stick. That, yeah, that's where I would go with it, if anything. Oh, yeah, especially because there's no way they're in playoff contention anymore. Give, give the rookie a shot. Yeah. Right. Tyrod and, probably, well, I mean, I don't know. I would say Tyrod's not their future, but look at what Tannehill's done. He's had a an amazing season so far since coming back and starting for a new team. So, I don't know. Yeah. Well, and Tyrod, I think, honestly, this might, you know, I, I'm not sure if this is really all that accurate to say, but Tyrod, one of his big faults in a lot of people's eyes is that he doesn't take too many shots on field. He protects the ball too much, you know, and, but I mean, since he's relies more on the the shorter area stuff, I mean the the Chargers have a lot of talent in the shorter area. Got that? Right. I mean, they've got Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry. I mean, Tyrod might be because you know Philip Rivers tries to take shots on the field a lot, and it's been really bad this season. And when Tyrod yeah. does do that, he's pretty good at it. I mean, he doesn't do it a lot, but he's good when he does it. And I don't know. I mean, Ty- not that it matters now because, I mean, they're even if they put him in and they win, it doesn't really matter. But I think he'd be better than Rivers at this point. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, definitely an interesting take on that one. You might be right. But uh, All right. Well, unless you guys have anything else, that'll uh, conclude our pains and gains for this week. Everybody, uh, good luck with your first round of your playoffs or – second round for some of those that started already a week before and uh, we'll see how we come out of this week with injuries all right everybody we're gonna move into our sfl recap for the week and uh, for those of you who i guess i keep saying this for now maybe i won't next week for those of you who don't know what the sfl is it is our sleeper fantasy league of 260 plus uh, members it's like an alphabet soup of leagues, and the object is to get to League A to be the best of the best. Um, so from there, I think Devil's going to take us through kind of a recap a little bit of uh, how we did for the regular season, how we did for the week, and let us know what the playoffs looks like. So take it away. Hey, guys. Well, uh, the average scores uh, for uh, the SFL were 99.59 Ooh. for uh, this week. So 
for the regular season, all 13 weeks, averages were about 105, so it wasn't too, too bad. Nice. Guys did all right. Narrowest victory came out of League G. Booty James scored uh, 110.9. He went up against GSBX, who scored 110.16. Ooh, close one. Yeah, difference of uh, 0.7%. That was pretty good. Yeah. Biggest blowout came out of League J. Ian Miller. Hey! Sounds familiar. I know that guy. Scored a total of 142 points and a half. He went up against Surf Dog 90, who scored 60.64 points, difference of 81.86 points, 135%. Ah, look at Ian laying the smack down on that one. <laughs> laying the smack down. Very nice. Low, lowest scores of the, uh, of the league. At number five, 60.8, Yo Boy Ethan at a League P. That's not too bad. That can, compared to last week, yeah. where I think the lowest was uh, 20. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did, did pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Bitter Vet from League G came in number four at 60.68. League J served Dog 90, 60.64, who got the smackdown from Ian Miller. <laughs> Uh, League L, Powers 1, scored 59.2, and the lowest score came from League N, and it was Shoeless with 53.74 points. Not too bad. I mean, we definitely had lower, as you said last week. That was that was low of the low last week, but uh, yeah, so all I of these... tell you guys not to give up. But at this point, it's, uh, it's a playoffs. Up, playoffs up. are still important for <laughs> placing... In uh, in your next uh, season league, so keep go. trying, try to finish uh, seventh or best, or seventh in uh, the lower and uh, first to the higher. So keep going. Highest scores of the league, number five, Aesolus from League C scored one thirty nine point eight six. League D, TX Spartan scored one forty one point one two. Okay. League R, Sambar 42, scored 141.18. Nice. League J, Ian Miller made his second appearance at 142.5 points. Nice, nice. And top marks came from League Q. W Dub scored 147.9 points. Very good. <coughs> nice. Ian just missed the mark. Try yeah, that's pretty game. close. Try harder, Ian. <laughs> Should have tried harder. <laughs> Very nice. Some good scores there this week. Yeah, the uh, they did pretty good. Only one team finished with a record of uh, twelve and one. Oh wow! And uh, no teams finished with no loss, well, no wins. So overall, everything did pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. So just a recap of uh, the top uh, leaders in all leagues: League A, Bear Downs AZ finished with a record of nine and four. Nice. He. Beat out Tyler Simmons, who also had a 9-4 record, by three points. Ooh. That was very close. League B, 10-3 record. Uh, Morph. League C, that Chiefer had a record of 9-4. League D, Rogatachi, had a record of 10-3. Fantasy Pro from League E had a 10-3 record as well. Okay. Schaffner from League F had a record of 11-2. Oh, nice. Eli Gaffin had a record of 10-3 from League G. Right. League H 
Dominican Skin had a record of 9 and 4. Nice. Uh, League I, Raja 20 had a record of 10 and 3. Pork Chop from League J had a record of 8 and 5. Lee K, a record of 12 and 1. Amir Frank, he was the top. Uh, Amir Frank. Top wins for uh, for the whole leagues. Awesome. Bolt of Purple from League L had a record of 9 and 4. Uh, Jabe 05 had a record of 9 and 4 from League M. League N, A7 Meadow, 9 and 4. League O, Kid Flash had a record of 9 and 4. Uh, Mike TK, record of 10 and 3, came out of League P. League Q, M Golden, 3 6 and 9 2, record of 11 2. Which I do believe there's only two of them that had a record of 11 and 2. Nice. League R, Todd the God, had a record of 10 and 3. Koyon Frozen, had a record of 8 and 5 out of Z. League Y, Quaker Bakers, a record of 9 and 4. Graceful Assassin. Had a record of eight and five out of League X. League W, Tobson had a record of ten and three, which was uh, the replacement to Zach's team. So that was technically uh-huh. mostly Zach's doing. But uh, oh. good job, guys. Keep it up. Very... A couple more weeks until uh, till the end of the season. So nice. So no keep uh, going. No seven and six winners at the front of the league. Man. No leagues that close together. Uh, the closest ones, uh, eight and five and nine and fours. There's a bunch of uh, leagues. There's like three, or three or four of them fighting, or just went down to points for the top marks. So. Very nice. Yeah, I was, I was wondering because we were chatting the other day that how weird of a season has been. There's so many teams that are floating right around five hundred, the five hundred mark, one above, right at it, that uh, are making the playoffs. I was wondering if any of them happen to be uh, league winners. But not quite, not quite. Just not, uh, not quite. Five hundred. But, but awesome. uh, everyone did good. It's a good season. Get ready for the playoffs. Yep. Get yourself ready and make the playoff push. Like Devil said, the playoffs also matter. So it, it flushes out your. It goes into your final ranking for next year's positions. So yeah, the better you, better you finish, the more points you get, and the higher, uh, higher leagues you'll uh, be placed into. Keep in mind, the top winners, first and second place, will get placed into the top three leagues. So A, C, and D will be the top three tiers for winners. Very nice. Awesome. Good reminder. All right, everybody, keep it up, and we'll uh, get our update for the first week of the playoffs next week. That's it. Have a good one, guys. This has been another episode of Speaking of Fantasy Football. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Reddit at SOFF Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode, and we'll see you next week.